I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Raptors Over Everything podcast. My name is Emmett Mann. Rate, review, and subscribe on your podcast platforms and on YouTube. Like, thumbs up, do all that. I'm with Man here. Joining me today, Katie Heindel, incredible basketball personality, basketball writer, basketball everything, wearing a very cool hat if you're watching on YouTube, and is going <laughs> to Vegas shortly. And she's squeezing me in before she takes off for her flight to Vegas for Summer League. Hi, Katie. Hi, Emmett. How are you doing? I'm doing swell. I'm doing swell. Doing doing great. I, I love the, the outfit. You really seem like a person who's going to Vegas. I'll put it that way. <laughs> I just came from the, the YMCA pool, but thanks. Well, so be <laughs> um, it. So be yeah. it. Yeah. And of course, I was going to say, of course, I got to squeeze you in. I'm going uh, credentialed by Yahoo Sports Canada. Hey, so, you know, hey, I got to hey, represent. Hey. There you go. There you go. What you going to do out there? What you going to get up to? You going to give us what some gonna do? The breaking news from Asai Jerry, Bobby Webster, Kevin Durant. You going to make it happen? Sources say. Can, yeah, I might. Know? I was in Vegas uh, when the Kauai, well, when Kauai left, when that news dropped. Like there was oh, an earthquake wow. and then the Kauai news dropped. So that felt that like was No, that fitting. was the earthquake. That was the earthquake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It felt like it. Um, we'll see, man. We'll see what kind of news I can, I, if I can be a newsbreaker for more than just like where the, yeah. the cheap, cheap food is, and I guess. <laughs> yeah. So with the, the Raptors and with Katie, I guess we're going to look at the summer league roster. There's a couple of returnees. There's a couple of new players and assorted other things. Trevor Gleason, want to shout him out for getting the chance to coach this team. That's a great opportunity for him. And with all that in mind, it is time to overreact to summer league play. That's what we do. We watch and analyze summer league for, and knowing that it's only valuable for roughly a month and a half and then preseason happens and we forget exactly what happened in summer league. But with that said, there are players that we're going to see for the very first time in Raptor uniforms. And these are the people that I'm excited to watch is Christian Coloco and, and uh, Ron, uh, Ron Harper jr. Um, I guess for starters, like, what are what are you excited to see from those two two people that uh, I think a lot of Raptor fans are excited to think about, you know, what they could be for this team going forward? Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see them play in front of this, like, you know, summer league crowds have gotten pretty big and the atmosphere is nowhere mm-hmm. like near what will happen to them once they step onto like an NBA court for the first time. But it's like I always think of summer league as the first step toward that. Um, and it's like a pretty good gauge I think and barometer of like how someone's going to react to that I think back to last summer watching Scotty Barnes and Delano Benton you know take Mm. the floor for the Raptors for the first time at summer league Um, and it's always fun to then be at this point and look back and think of like Scotty Barnes especially (laughs) like the leaps and bounds he grew from his leaps and bounds (laughs) physically leaping and bounding in summer league last year. So I'm excited to see the same thing um, from these two guys, just like get in the Raptor system granted, mm-hmm. like it's a little bit loser, but I feel like Trevor uh, Gleason isn't going to ease up, you know, on them too much. Like yeah. I got the summer league schedule today for the Raptors. They have a practice 
or shoot around every day. That wasn't the case uh, with the team last mm. at last year's summer league. So um, that was interesting to me. I feel like they really want to get this group gelled really quickly. And like, they have a lot crammed before their first game on Saturday. Yeah. Um, so I think that's good to me. I'm very curious to then see how they hit the floor on Saturday to see yeah. if they're kind of like meshed in together, because it's also a good opportunity to see how young guys like this can fit into a system. It's a loose system. Mm-hmm. It's summer league, but it's yeah. still a system. So I think for the most part, like I'm always of the mind to get there, watch the game, like watch the first game, watch the second game, and then sort of see what storylines emerge, especially like the rhythms of play. I, I try not to get, I love to react, overreact to summer league. I think uh-huh. you should, like, but you have to still take it with a grain of salt, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no question. And before we get too deep into all this stuff, uh, wanted to address something else that's going on with the Raptors Summer League roster. And there was a name on their roster that a lot of people were, were surprised was there. And it's uh, Radion Karuks. So for anyone who is unaware, he was in the NBA for a few years. And um, in 2019, he was arrested uh, for allegedly choking, striking, and biting his then-girlfriend during a dispute. Uh, he was discharged and he had to you know, complete a 16-week domestic violence program. And then in 2021, pleaded guilty to disorderly conduct. And uh, so that essentially the issue is is gone for him. And from his lawyer, uh, this quote, as we said from the outset, this was a heated exchange, not a violent crime, which is why the matter has been resolved without a criminal finding or criminal record. He played for a few different teams. He was in Serbia last season and the Raptors, for some reason, have decided to bring him back Um for a summer league tryout. We all recall what happened with Terrence Davis. He was eventually traded, but there was a long period where people felt like, why is he on the Toronto Raptors? And I mean, just looking at what happened exactly, the Raptors wanted to recoup an, ac- an asset for him. And then he was eventually traded at the trade deadline a few years ago. So Katie, uh, just to start off with this subject, because I mean, this is a terrible look for the Toronto Raptors. And you just think, why are they even going down this path for a player that probably isn't going to make that much of an impact anyways? Yeah. I mean, I will first go back to the allegations against uh, Crooks. When that happened, I remember them being extremely violent, like go ahead. And like, it's worth going back and reading the full police report uh, and the news reports from around that time, just for the violence of the crime. And then to see what it was basically demoted to. Um, And that's pretty telltale. To me, that's not telltale of the crime itself and like the violence that Kirk's inflicted yeah. on someone it's the it's pretty telltale of the system in which we process uh, instances of domestic violence uh, and abuse so that's my first point my second point uh would probably be that yeah you're absolutely right it's a terrible look for the raptors i think just in terms of optics right now um the miles bridges assault uh allegations yeah. um the very very awful uh, pictures that his partner Michelle Johnson shared, um, just like this, you know, this public proof of harm that we kind of require to mm-hmm. believe women in cases like this. That's all going on right now. I mean, and it's also not new to the NBA. You know, like we have a case or a couple cases like this. I feel like every off season, certainly. Yeah. Um, and with all that in mind, and as you said, sorry, the Terrence Davis allegations—they're not that far off. So to me, it feels like a failure to just the bare minimum read the room. Um, and then to give someone a shot. And I have seen some people talking about, well, it's just summer league, but summer league is, is a very, very big opportunity for hundreds of players, uh, hundreds of other players who probably could have been given the spot. Um, I also want to 
caution against having a kind of spectrum to say like, well, if someone commits crimes like this and like is a domestic abuser and are they're still eligible to play at summer league because it's quote low stakes, mm. we're, we're automatically making an allowance kind of spectrum of yeah. like, well, it's at least it's not the NBA, but then mm. you are like, putting harm on a spectrum essentially. And you're saying what's passable, what's not passable. And that's a really slippery slope and it's a really dangerous um, mm-hmm. and frankly, very gross like precedent to set. Uh, so I would caution against that as well. But just generally, like if we also want to go down to the gameplay, he doesn't fit with the system. He doesn't fit with the team. He certainly doesn't look and feel like a Raptors player. And usually summer league teams emulate their parent team. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing is quite confusing to me. But I would say like the in-game stuff is obviously very, very secondary to the kind of tone deafness uh, of the Raptors in giving this guy a shot. It's, it's speaking to the messaging of your franchise. And I think the Raptors, it's such a weird thing because they're involved in so many different social issues like Black Lives Matter. They were at the forefront and they still are actually. I think they're one of the only teams still in the NBA that have that flag outside their practice facility. They have it on their backgrounds during Zoom meetings. They are one of the only teams doing that. When we found out the news about the residential schools and indigenous, indigenous children, mm-hmm. they were one of the people who lowered their flags to half mass because they felt like that was important. So, and when it comes to pride, they're selling pride t-shirts. They're involved in all these different parts of uh, trying to create a, a healthier society for all people. But then you do something like this, you're like, well, which is it then? When Terrence Davis was on the team for quite some time, and I think more than anything, like he wanted to be traded because he was facing a lot of cri- criticism online and he was feeling it from every which way. He was still a young player in his NBA career. He's like, I want a fresh start. And so they traded him. I think it was also another part of, you know, at the time, Terrence Davis was a pretty interesting prospect. And so there was still value to his name as an NBA player. And so maybe they felt like they wanted to keep him. But then Terrence Davis, perhaps, was a person who said he wanted to go. I'm not really sure what happened there, but all the optics around this, it just speaks to a franchise that may or may not be taking something like this as seriously as they should be. And that is an awful look. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the optics of passability, basically, right? It's like when these things cool off enough, uh, that a team can essentially reapproach a player, yeah. which I have no doubt, you know, to go back to Miles Bridges, that is likely going to happen before the summer's out. A team will just kind of wait for things to die down uh, mm. and then pick him up right at like yeah. a, a lot of a lower price than he would have gone for. Um, the same thing with Terrence Davis. I want to say that I think it's heartening, at least as a woman in the industry, when you see the pressure stay on a player like that. I don't think in this case, I know Kirk's had to go through what, a couple of weeks of domestic violence, like yep. class, like in class education. Yeah. Um, but Terrence Davis didn't have to do anything like that. As far as we know, he didn't take responsibility for what he did. And there was really nothing he had to reconcile. And then sure. he gets a fresh start, you know? So I want to, I want to be, I want to also caution against being very careful against this arc we have mm-hmm. of like comebacks, right? And who gets yeah. a fresh start and who's deserving out of, of it and why and when. Usually that has to do with who's worthwhile, who's perceived as worthwhile to a franchise at the time. Um, and like, these are all just the re- like the unfortunate, awful realities of pro sports uh, and running a basketball franchise, but there are still ways to run a basketball franchise better. Uh, no question. Um, well said. And We'll see what happens with uh, Rodion Crooks, um, with the Raptors franchise and Summer League and all that kind of stuff. But honestly, I hope the relationship is very short-lived <laughs> as uh, this is, it doesn't make sense. And mm-hmm. I, 
it's, it's, a, it's a terrible look for the Raptors and the NBA as a whole. Like it's not a bad idea just to, without saying in so many words, just don't let these people back in the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is your league. This is your culture. You're deciding. And set the standard. Yeah, set the standard. <clears throat> exactly. Decide the players that you want and the human beings you want in your NBA, right? Miles Bridges. I'm curious what happens with that because he is one of the more high profile names that have been involved in a situation like this. And so how mm-hmm. are they? He was on the verge of a max contract right? When, when this uh, all went down. So what's going to happen? What's going to be the fallout? Who's going to be the team? Cause like you said, there will be one team. Who's going to be the team that takes a chance, gives him his quote unquote second chance, even mm-hmm. though he doesn't deserve a second chance. But I do want to quickly yep. make the point that, sure. you know, we, we talked about this off the top because I think a lot of the talk around this kind of stuff gets kind of either pigeonholed to the very end of podcasts, mm. right. Or <clears throat> put on as kind of attack, like, Oh yeah, we better talk about this. So I do want to appreciate, I do want to say, I really appreciate you giving the room to talk about this right off the top. Yeah, no problem. Um, I'm happy you mentioned it actually, because you were right. <laughs> and uh, it's important <laughs> to be able to acknowledge when uh, you make a mistake. And uh, that was, that was my bad. With uh, Christian Coloco, you know, he is a, a very interesting prospect. I think at this moment, without Raptor fans actually seeing him in a Raptor uniform, he is going to be some sort of fusion of Serge Ibaka and OG Ananobi. And that's a lot of pressure <laughs> for him. So I caution everyone to take a step back. Big men do historically take a long time to develop, but he is mm-hmm. 230 pounds. He does have a 7'5 wingspan. There is not a Raptor that is able to <laughs> compete with that. So I want to see him, like with both of them, I want to see them just do what they were doing in college but i want to see you do at the next level because summer league as you said it's very competitive these are players who are competing for nba jobs everything's on the line for them there's a few other guys on the raptors roster that are competing for uh, jobs in the nba who are competing for their careers in the nba that's what's at stake now so these are very desperate situations although it is in las vegas and there will be many drunk people in the crowd um, <laughs> this is like, this is very important stuff and for christian and ron i want to see them be able to do what what they were able to do at college, why the Raptors were so keen on bringing them in and do it at this next level, which is a little bit more high pressure. I want to see Christian Coloco be defensively, just be a dominant center, show off his footwork on the perimeter and block shots, grab offensive rebounds, do it all. And I want to see you do it at like a really high level and just, yeah, like offense will come with him. I mean, it's, it's a very big transition that he's making as a, as a big man to the NBA. And if he's able to hit a few threes, great. Ron Harper too, uh, Ron Harper Jr. too. I'm, I'm pretty excited to see him because he also has that length, right? Mm. Uh, and we haven't really like, I feel like he hasn't really been in a place where he can showcase it in the way yeah. that he'll obviously be able to do on like a Raptors uh, affiliated team. Hmm. Uh, and he's kind of, he's, he's, he's got the speed, the length. Yeah. Uh, he's shown, I think like a lot of IQ on the floor as well. Sure. So I'm kind of curious to see how big of a role um, Trevor Gleason and his staff give him. Mm-hmm. He likened himself to Delon Brooks and his game and his the role that he could have in the NBA. And I would mm-hmm. love a person like him. Uh, there's a story that Brian Kalbrowski of USA Today wrote about Ron Harper, and it was a about last month. And there are a couple of amazing quotes from him. And I just wanted to share them because I, I love them. I'm trying to be a dog. I take each matchup personally. He's essentially saying he's he's MJ, right? <laughs> Uh, sunny days wouldn't be special if it were not for rain. The triumphs aren't special without the struggles. Like this guy's a poet, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, he's got the he, this quotes like that. He really does seem like he's got that Raptors, uh, you know, little man mm-hmm. who wants to improve and show off what he can do. Um, he was obviously undrafted. He's already been in Toronto. We took in two 
Blue Jay games on back-to-back days. We have not spoken to him yet, unfortunately, but I think it's going to be a very engaging uh, conversation, just similar to the first time we spoke to Justin Champagne. And we're just like, wow, this guy has to stay with the franchise because he is so cool. Um, the reason why, uh, from what I understand, after talking to Rafael Barlow, um, a draft expert, the reason why he was not drafted is people were concerned about his weight and was he, would he be able to be athletic enough to compete in the NBA? And in that story mm-hmm. that I mentioned with Brian, he's like, I already lost weight. I'm already in much better shape. I feel lighter than I've ever felt. So I guess that issue is kind of gone. And now you just have this really dynamic three-point shooter, this catch-and-shoot guy that we did at a really high clip um, in college. And he's got some really interesting footwork. I just want to see him do all this at in Summer League and show off mm-hmm. that confidence that he clearly has in himself. Because, I mean, in the end, like you see someone who has the potential to be a high impact player for the Raptors in a role that they desperately need right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I have nothing to add to that. Yeah. <laughs> I got great. you. <laughs> and just with the, with Christian, because I think a conversation that people are wondering about is could he be an impact impact player in the NBA this mm-hmm. season? And I think about OG Ananobi in his rookie season when he was able to come in and play small forward because simply OG was already strong enough, already big enough. And I wonder if Christian could have a similar kind of uh, state with the NBA, um, with the Raptors, if he's like the backup big man, if he's playing 10 minutes or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. he doesn't need to be a, an offensive juggernaut. All he has to do is just set screens and chill in, you know, be a roller and, you know, chill in a dunker spot and catch lobs and stuff like that. If he's able to catch up on defense quicker than we expect, which I mean, his, his backbone is defense. If he's able to do that, he could really be an interesting player to throw out there for 10 minutes and drop coverage and um, give some of the starters a break. And he could really elevate the bench. I want to see him do really well. And I think he could, I do think he could be kind of in that Delano Banton role where he was playing basketball every single day, whether it was 905 or practices with the 905 or practices with the Raptors, he could be up and down quite a bit, but he's going to learn a lot. I am really interested in seeing how he develops this season. Yeah, I, I agree. I think like, I think he will be immediately impactful in that he'll be thrown into the mix very quickly. Mm. Like he'll be probably um, two ways like to go yeah. down to 905 up to the Raptors. I always caution against saying like, is this player going to be, you know, like stand out, yeah. like franchise, like franchise impactful player this season. Um, and especially like you make a really apt point, um, big men, even like kind of non-traditional big men like Christian take a little bit longer to develop, sure. uh, especially within the Raptor system. But I do look at a player like akin to Precious Chua. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Who... Mm-hmm 
kind of came in raw, looked a little bit raw in summer league in that he was trying to kind of get all these new facets of his game and figure out the way to like best stick them together. And he did struggle with that early in the season, but by the end of the season, he'd figured it out. So I could see <laughs> Christian. I mean, maybe some people will quibble with that. I no, 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 no. I'm okay. saying like he figured it out. All right. He, he was figured only, it out. Okay. He was hitting tra- tra- was like, transition. So? No, no. He was hitting transition pull up threes. Like, yeah, he figured it out. Yeah, he figured Holy. it out. He looks, he looks, he looks confident. He, he definitely figured it out. And I yeah. do think that um, Christian could follow a similar trajectory, yeah. right? And he's coming out of like pretty elite programs, so I think mm. he is. He's like a pretty refined player to begin with. So the idea with players like that is they're not going to take that much time mm-hmm. to like kind of fit all these disparate parts together. Yeah. One other thing on uh, Ron Harper and uh, one of the questions from that story he was asked is why do you think your draft stock was so low? And I mentioned the weight thing earlier, but also Mm -hmm. he went to the AAU team he played for was coached by his mom. And he said that it was kind of a a lower tier uh, program and he kind of sacrificed a chance at a bigger program because he wanted to be coached by his mom. He's like, yeah, and and there's a trickle effect with that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. right? Is that if you're already starting low, it's hard to get to that next level because you're already not (laughs) seeing, uh, not not enough eyeballs are going to be seeing you. It kind of shows his humility, family, um, his character, and all of those speak to what I think is the Raptors franchise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to breakout potential. And in here, I put Justin Champagne and Delano Banton, both guys who played in summer league last season, both guys who played a lot of time in the 905, and both are players who are hoping to get rotation minutes with the Toronto Raptors. What are you looking for from, let's start with Justin. Mm-hmm. Well, for both, I'm looking at them to be leaders um, mm-hmm. because this will be you know their second time around at summer league. They've yeah. had the in-game minutes and experience this past season to be able to, you know, put that to use. And when you look at the rest of this team, they're going to need leaders on the floor. So if you could see that, I think that might come a little bit easier to Champagne. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of his playing style, I'm not saying Delonovan doesn't have the potential to step up as a leader. Um, but in what I've seen of Champagne, yeah. it kind of fits his game more. He's very comfortable telling people where to go. Um, he's like a hustle. He's like such a hustle player. He's yeah. everywhere kind of all at once. He reminds me of Kyle Lowry in that way. Uh, he's just kind of, he mm. does a little bit of everything. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I think Delano is just like a little bit more of a introspective guy, like, you know, personality, mm-hmm. um, which I know sounds like not true, but I feel like, you know, he's cause he's, he's a very, he is a big personality, but I feel like in his game, He's happy to kind of watch and, mm-hmm. and be a team player. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking first and foremost to see how these two step out mm-hmm. and, and kind of, you know, bust out, especially if they're, they want to get rotation minutes with the team. They've got to bust out of these previous sort of um, like identities that they've built for themselves within the Raptors. Yeah. It's a tricky one because with Justin, I think there's an easier path for him to get minutes with the Raptors because mm-hmm. what they need is, are things that he could actually do. They want cutting, they want three point shooting. Um, they want, you know, some defense and they want rebounding and he could do all of that. He's already doing that at a pretty decent clip already uh, with the nine Oh five. And that's actually how he's had you know such a good season. He averaged 21 points on 
uh, 48% shooting, 40% from three, eight rebounds. Like Justin's already doing that stuff. He, if he's mm-hmm. able to elevate his catch and shoot game, then he could actually carve out a role with the Raptors. We'll see what kind of team they have because there's a lot mm-hmm. of things in the air. Um, but he could actually get a, a legit role if he's able to show out here in, in, uh, in summer league and have a really good camp. So this is a big, really big moment for him. I am curious what he's able to do on the defensive end. I think uh, getting used to being um, one-on-one, um, a reliable defender, being able to rotate and hedge and recover and stunt and recover and just get that physicality to his his defensive game. I think he has it offensively. He's able, he's able to bowl people over. The way he's able to maintain balance when he's driving to the basket is actually like really impressive. It's one of the things that has been so impressive to me about him is that he bowls into people and he's able to still you know, stay upright and stay vertical. It's really interesting. When I spoke to him a few months ago um, and I asked him what his goal was for this upcoming season, it was, he said, I wanted to be a rotation player on the Toronto Raptors. This is your moment to start that journey. Um, I'm not sure if he's ever really stopped working out because every time I look at his IG stories, he's working out. He wants this. He really mm-hmm. wants this badly. Mm-hmm. It's time to, to show out. And with Delano, I mean, there's a lot of things to talk about with Delano. He's a really interesting prospect. Um, I just... With where he's trying to get minutes, it's pretty murky. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing I I would say I'd like to see from Delano Benton would be patience, kind of waiting yeah. for his spots a bit more. Like he yeah. does, even in the in the like end of game minutes he'd get with the Raptors this season, um, he does kind of have the tendency because he's such a frenetic player, right? Like mm-hmm. he, he can get ahead of himself. And like that's the energy that you love. Yeah, I love so it. Often yeah, the Raptors exactly. like need as like a late game mm. injection um but that said if he could f- kind of funnel and target that energy at times i think it would go a lot farther for his gameplay and also just for the way that he can be a facilitator for the team yeah so i'll be looking for that too i think yeah his shooting splits were amazing in the 905 like mm-hmm. his numbers were like chris boucher pete chris boucher yeah. in 905 they yeah. were really good but to That's your point not a problem no, <laughs> but to your point, though, he averaged three turnovers a game. He does have a very frantic game, and that's what you love. Like when he's running down the court, a couple of dribbles, and he's at the basket. And I'm not mm-hmm. even sure, like, how, if he's able to process. It's like Russell Westbrook. Is he able to process how fast he's going? Is he able to make decisions on the go because he's pedal to the metal? <clears throat> but finding that composure with his decision making would be the the best way to to look at it. And sometimes it's not about the the harder pass sometimes it's about the kick out pass that's open for mm-hmm. you know a three-point shooter mm-hmm. um it's little things like that and if he's able to harness it then he's probably going to be able to you know maybe he's able to find a way to get some minutes and i did want to note that uh he's listed as a guard slash forward for summer league so i'm curious how the raptors deploy him you know mm-hmm. um he's obviously mm-hmm. six eight right that sounds like a forward to me um and kind of fits like if he's able to be you know a secondary ball handler on the Raptors it could be an interesting matchup you know that's something he's talked about that like he did right in college like he's Mm -hmm. played point before so I'd be curious I think he did a couple times at summer league last year if I remember correctly or point and forward yeah yeah so I'd be kind of intrigued to see it, honestly. Yeah. Like if they also just want to throw a bunch of stuff out there and like, that's what mm. summer leagues for. Right. And to see what happens and what works. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing it. And and that would kind of force the composure that we're both talking exactly. about. That, that would exactly. be to his advantage. And if uh, <laughs> the bigger question about him trying to play forward in the NBA is where is his three point shot at? 
If you don't have a three-point right. shot, you can't be afforded the NBA. And uh, well, I mean, he had his moments in, in the 905, but overall, if he's able to up that, then he's really going to be able to carve out like a really interesting um, place for himself in the NBA, not just with the Raptors, because like, who knows what happens with this team. They got all kinds of prospects, all kinds of up-and-coming players. They're going to get very expensive very, very soon. So who knows? But mm-hmm. if he's going to be able to, you know, be like a point guard to small forward slash power forward who can like dribble and shoot and drive and all that. Now you're talking about a very expensive player in the NBA. So it would be in his best interest as well to develop those skills. Okay. Proven players, guys that, well, it's kind of your last shot in a way, <laughs> or, or at the very least, like it's time to, to show out and show that you got um, more to your game because who knows how many more chances you're going to get. Armani Brooks, um, he had a really nice stand with the Raptors up and down a little bit. He didn't get too much playing time when they got healthy, but he had his moments. And the fact that he's 6'3 with a 6'9 wingspan, that's crazy to me. 6'9 wingspan, holy, at 6'3. I love his shot. He's got a deep threat, but he's up and down a little bit. But this is a big moment for him. Your thoughts on Armani? I actually talked to you about Armani a few months ago. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he certainly fits the player profile, right? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, in a very raw way of the Raptors. I mean, one thing about Armani Brooks that we haven't really got to see yet, but you know, he can do is like, he's very good at like hunting down his shots. He can be mm. pretty like relentless for that. And and like shot creation is something that the Raptors are always in need of, but he, for whatever reason, he hasn't really been able yeah. to deploy that mm-hmm. yet. And like, again, summer league is sort of the best time to exactly. bring skills like that out so i'll be curious to see how that goes yeah but i like armani brooks i'd be bummed if he uh i'd be Mm. bummed if he got passed over i have to say you read my mind you have written down here get your lou Um, williams no get your lou williams um, off that's what i have written down for armani brooks right yeah and i'm always like wary of player comps but i do feel like that's a fitting one Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, I mean, who knows what his future, I keep saying this with a few of these Raptors, who mm-hmm. knows what the future is, because again, this looming thing over us is Kevin Durant could become a Toronto Raptor. DeAndre Aiden could become a Toronto Raptor. And that's going to be, there's going to be a ripple effect with the uh, roster spots and so forth. Might with, change uh, things slightly, right? Yeah, yeah, just a little bit, right? <laughs> uh, but I mean, for him, like, it's a great, it's a big moment. He's, he's an NBA player. He just has to find a, a home and the Raptors gave him a second shot. And I think it kind of revitalized his career a little bit because he was just like sitting on the Rockets bench. Didn't belong there. It was the nature of the Rockets situation. They were developing their young players, but go out there and get your Lou Williams off, bro. Do it up. Now, David Johnson, um, as we're winding down the podcast here, uh, injury riddled season uh, this past year, really, really up and down. He couldn't really get into a mm-hmm. flow, but he had his moments and uh, he kind of reminds me of Norm Powell when he's dribbling down the court, you know, his long strides. Um, he's got a handle, athleticism, strength and a touch. It's all there for him. I mean, outside of a jumper, which hopefully he's worked on, but another big moment for him is, uh, is he is a restricted free agent at the moment. The Raptors did uh, send him a qualifying offer. So they want him, they're interested enough, at least in, at this moment to keep him around. I'm hoping that he has another season in the 905 because I think there's something there with him. Yeah, I agree. And if, if he could get another season with the 905 and within that kind of stability yeah. uh, and get a fair amount of runway, because that's mm. always tough. I feel it's like never fair to really determine how much the player grew in a season if they hardly were able to play that season or if that season was riddled with disruptions um, as yeah. his was. So again, that's like, that's someone I feel we haven't seen the best of yet. Yeah. And what we have seen just like his, I think he's got really excellent 
court vision, you know, I think he, he does. Yeah. Like he's, he would fit so well <laughs> with a Raptors esque team, even if that's yeah. with the nine Oh five again for yeah. another season, as you said. So I hope to see, I would just see him go off in Vegas. Delano Banton was a primary ball handler when uh, mm-hmm. they were on the court together. So if David Johnson's that guy now, now he's going to be able to not just market off his skills, but he's going to be able to grow. And I think he's only 21 years old. There's still lots of time for him. Um, the yeah. Raptors, like, it was yeah. a smart decision bringing him in. Um, I, I think there's certainly uh, something that they can really tap into there. But now he just needs some more time to show off them skills. Okay. Two more players that just you got to keep your eyes on them. We're going to start with this young man right here from St. Catharines, Ontario. Shout out. Actually, well, he resides in St. Catharines, Ontario, but he's from the Sudan. Abu Kajab mm-hmm. turns 24 this year. Had a really interesting season with the uh, Boise State. He uh, was a five-year player, versatile defender. Um, he's getting a chance to, I mean, show NBA clubs what he can do. I don't know if he's going to have space with the Toronto Raptors, but players who have like not just a high motor, but able to sustain that high motor and be like an energizer bunny, PJ Tucker's, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Dorian Finney-Smith's, like players like that have a role in the NBA. He's 6'7", 220 pounds. He turns 24, so he's a bit of an older prospect. Go figure with the Toronto Raptors. That's how it goes. They are not afraid of bringing in players who are a little bit older. Um, so this is a, an amazing chance for him to show that he belongs in the NBA and also just be a, a, a tenacious one-on-one defender because that alone can get you an NBA contract. He transferred from Oregon, right? To Boise, I believe. Yeah, um, Boise State. Yeah. And that's always interesting to me too. Mm-hmm. Um, and to like do a couple, like not just immediately because it was like two years at Oregon and now yeah. two years <clears throat> or one year at Boise. Um, and I feel like that's, well, that is much rarer, right? For a player to do. I don't know. I respect it. Um, he might be one of those guys when I think of like uh, Ish, Ish Wainwright last uh, summer league who oh. I really wanted the Raptors to sign yeah, and they did it and it was gutting, but then the Suns did. So I'm, and I'm not saying like, he's a write-off for the Raptors by any means. Absolutely not. He certainly fits with what their, what their vision of what they're trying to build at this point. Uh, Kevin Durant, notwithstanding. <laughs> so I think while yeah. he fits, it, it's also like, this is a great opportunity for players like this um, yeah. who've done a little bit more time and co- like spent a little bit more time. I don't want to say done time. Like it's, <laughs> I've spent a little bit more time in college um, yeah. and maybe haven't come up in the more traditional linear pathways into the pros sure. uh, to get a good look from every, any team, any team that's there. And just like other general scouts and agents. Exactly. He averaged 15 points, six rebounds, two assists this past season. His three point shot is not mm-hmm. great. And he's going to have to fix that if he wants to be like a, you know, three and D kind of player. Um, he could do exactly that. Just be a tenacious one-on-one defender, but he's got to be able to hit shots. He only shot 30%. And that's a number that has to certainly be elevated, but that can be fixed. So uh shout to the Raptors for bringing uh, him in. Okay. Jalen Sims. So mm-hmm. I'm really interested by this, this guy, because he is like, an incredible isolation score. He's so shifty. He reminds me a little bit of Devin Harris, like peak Devin Harris with the way he's able to get to the basket. He's so quick with the ball. And some guys tend to slow down a little bit when they have the ball, not him. He gets in the lane and he's able to finish and he's a great pick and roll scorer. Uh, He tends to score. He's not as much of a passer, but he can do it. He just, with Mm -hmm. the team that he was on, like he had a really, really uh, heavy role. He was their primary option. So they need him to score. He's like, I can do that. A six, six guard. Not bad. Uh, he missed the 2020-2021 season role, at least mostly with a fractured leg. So 
you're thinking, oh, why is this guy, you know, why is why wasn't he drafted? Why is he on a summer league roster? He's 23 years old. And as we know, if you're over 20 in the NBA and you're a prospect, most teams won't give you a chance. That's just how it goes. I don't know why the average NBA career is like five years. Why are they not getting? Yeah. Like, why are we, why are we doing this to, to some of these prospects who clearly have something? Meanwhile, you're thinking, oh, this guy is like so-and-so size and he has this kind of shot. Maybe we can make him into something. Why not take a sure thing in the second round when most of the players are at most rotation piece, Jalen Sims, I think could potentially be a really good player, but mm-hmm. I'm curious how, uh, how he does, because I think he's going to turn some, turn some heads, although he shoots like Carlos Boozer and that should probably be fixed. <laughs> <Being comp. laughs> um, yeah. I like, he's really, he's an intriguing player to me. I was going to say, I think that uh, something I will go to the Raptor, Raptors kudos for is um, having a good eye for players again, who like mm. don't necessarily fall into these traditional streams or maybe are quote yeah. a little older in that sure. they're just not 20 years old yeah. or 21 years old. Um, and they've had different pathways to get there. Uh, and I think, you know, the Raptors are traditionally have shown themselves to be the team that mm. will give a second look to guys like that. And more than that, we'll, offer them contracts, which is like more meaningful, worthwhile. If it's, even if it's a short contract, yeah. just an opportunity to let them like get in, work out with the team, mm. get up, like be able to see them up close with their trainers, because that makes a huge difference too. Sometimes it's just like the opportunity to get some prolonged time in yeah. with trainers and for them to think like, Oh, it, like, you know, on the shot question, it's like, well, sometimes that can be fixed pretty easily. Like study some tape, adjust your elbow just so like get a coach yeah get a coach i mean right? granted yeah very we're like breaking it down in a very like, no but i hear you though like if you have a shooting coach yeah. who's guiding you and, and someone's feeding you with the some ball, regularity get, right yeah right yeah if you just with some regularity in, it's certainly yeah. possible um but yeah i don't he's he's someone i haven't like i'll be watching him because i feel yeah. like out of that whole roster probably who i have seen the least of yeah He's going to stand out. I got a feeling he's going to, he's going to sh- show out in that, in summer league. Cause he's that kind of, that kind of mm-hmm. score. Okay. That is going to just about do it on this podcast. I hear birds in the background, Katie, everything's <laughs> great. Enjoy summer league, have fun. What kind of stories are you going to write in, in Vegas for, for Yahoo sports Canada? Uh, well, I can't give it all away. Uh, I will probably, um, I'm thinking of last year, I had a feature on Delano Benton, uh, who was probably like my most intriguing prospect from that roster. And I'll, yeah. I'll like, those always take a little while to percolate. So I'll definitely hone in on somebody after all, all of these practices that should help with it and um, pick somebody. And then a general, just like preview of what to expect. I think going into the season after what we've seen at summer league from this Raptors team. Nice. Well, mm-hmm. enjoy yourself. Everyone enjoy summer league. Um, we will be checking in every once in a while to do some look at uh, some of the players, how they're performing uh, maybe on like early next week or something like that. But uh, yeah, summer league should be a lot of fun. I think we're all looking forward to it, to seeing how all these guys develop and, and show off their wicked skills because the Raptors have all kinds of depth and all kinds. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
as a talent that people want to post. That's the other thing I wanted to mention, actually, is that yeah, 100% other franchises are watching the players that the Raptors bring in, and they're more keen on going to Raptors 905 games because they're like, I'm probably going to find someone really good here. Gary Payton yes. Jr., right? Yeah, Gary exactly. Payton. O'Shea Brissett, like the list it's goes on. Too, it's it's not like a it's not um a coincidence anymore. No, not at all. Not at all. They're very <laughs> it's good at finding talent. intentional, which is why it's fine to overreact about the Raptors summer league team. Uh-huh. So overreact uh-huh. to your heart's content. Yeah, basketball is back. It's like a, it was never even gone. All right, Katie. Thanks so much, <laughs> thanks, everyone. Buddy. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll uh, talk to you soon. <laughs>